to the Lightly Literary Podcast, the Thoughtful Book Club podcast featuring two friends. I'm Travis, joined as always by my co-host Amanda. Welcome back, Amanda. Hello! Today we'll be giving you, our dear listeners, a book recommendation on the short story collection Civil War Land in Bad Decline by George Saunders. There's also a novella in there, but you know, it's we'll call it a short story collection. Short fiction yeah. collection. Oh, um, nice. Good. Yeah, that counts, right? Um, <laughs> if you've never listened to the podcast before, this is a book club podcast where we select a book and analyze it over the course of two weeks. We start with a recommendation, which is what you found, and then we follow up with two analytical book club episodes about that work. Today will not have any spoilers, so if you're just looking for something to read and just want an idea or suggestion, you're in the right place. This is also a good place for first-time listeners because, yeah, we're not going to spoil this book. We're just going to try and convince you to read it with us for the next two weeks, so it's more of a more of a recommendation and an idea generator. We have social media accounts, so if you could follow us on Facegram, uh, is that what I should just call it now? <laughs> oh, they're melting my brain! Facegram! Tick-tock-a-thon-a-tube! Yeah, for now, we're just on Facebook and Instagram. Maybe maybe TikTok's next. Who knows? That website might get banned or oh, whatever. God. I don't know. Whatever. Um, geopolitics. But anyway, we're at the Lightly Literary Podcast, which is all one word. So if you just search the name, all one word, you will find us on those social media platforms. Follow us there. We post promotions, updates for what we're reading, all the good stuff. Um, that's where we do some yeah light promotions and some artwork, too. So check us out there. That's exciting. And, yeah, any um, podcast platform you're on, a rating and review helps a ton. Maybe finish the show and then decide if we're worth it or not, you know? Give it, give it a thorough listen, and then you can decide what to rate us. But it does help promote the podcast, so anything like that helps a lot. Let's talk about the book overview first. I believe I chose this one, Amanda, though it's clear at this point my mind is, you know, turning into mush (laughs) and i don't know who picks what books anymore but i'm pretty confident i chose this one yeah you did did, right okay good just wanted to i just like to hear it said back so i'm not totally like losing the plot i chose it because i just love george saunders and i've actually read everything else he's published except for nonfiction. so he's written a couple of nonfiction things that i haven't touched on yet or gotten to uh but except for this one this is actually his first collection ever i've read all of his other stuff including some little odd short like novellas and stuff he's made um including one that has some visuals i think it's called something of frip anyway that's a kind of a weird children's book but yeah, yeah so this was it this was it for me amanda now i can close out the canon and i just figured <laughs> i would drag you along for the ride <laughs> yeah um, i was happy to do it <laughs> yeah yeah and i think he's an author more people should know about he's kind of in literary circles if you keep up with publications and like current contemporary fiction and literary news i think people generally know him because he's beloved but also i don't know if he's broken into the wider world he's not like a colleen hoover you know it, it's not like he sells or um who's the gone girl author Jillian Flynn? I don't know. I haven't well, read those either. It's just not that <laughs> level of critical cultural consciousness. It's He's kind of rests a little quieter in the background in book circles, but he's, yeah, beloved. Let's get to the recommendation. We've, we've danced around it enough. Let's talk about the short story collection. We'll start with our rapid fire recommendations. This is when we kind of fling recommendations back and forth and fill in a prompt. Who should read this book? Amanda, why don't you start us off with a quick recommendation? Yeah, you should read this book if you like short, punchy sentences. Hemingway-esque, but if Hemingway were weird and fun and a little more sad, because he's kind of sad, but I don't know. Hemingway's like quiet, angry, sad. This is a different kind. This is more like open weeping. But yeah, when he compared himself, Saunders, or said he was influenced by Hemingway, it really 
lodged in my brain because I never would have thought of that. I never would have mm-hmm. compared the two, but it is there. You should read yeah. this book if you want to cry indiscernible tears, happy, sad tears, you won't really know. It's a little bit of everything. For me, definitely sad tears. There's, this is actually... He does characters really well and like yeah. the emotions that he evokes, very well done. Yeah. Um, you should read this book if you like down and out characters. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I think this is his meanest collection and kind of cruelest. <laughs> and even that said, did you find it mean or cruel? Like, I don't think it is fully, you know, I think he's really right. got a heart. But yes, it is. These there's some really defeated people here. And like you, they, you yeah. meet them in their defeat, not before. It's it's your <laughs> yeah. story. So um, very sad. Yeah. You should read this book if you hate theme parks. Yes. <laughs> hey, find them a disgusting them, yeah. spectacle. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and like the people who own theme parks, terrible people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a Walt Disney fan. <laughs> yeah. um, you should read this book if you enjoy satire. Yeah. It's an interesting tag for his work. I do find it satirical. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever recommend him as a satirist, but if you read him that way, I think it's quite rewarding, is what I would say. But it, yeah, it has the elements there. Um, you should read this book if you have had a boss who speaks in corporate lingo or corporate slang. Yes, so great. <laughs> he He's so good at characterizing people and just making them seem ridiculous, and especially the yeah. bosses who are often the villains. He's got a great yeah, eye for it. management speak. He great does. ear, I guess. Great ear. For, yeah, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, you should read this book if you like stories that reimagine the recent past. Well, yeah, that fits with down and out because so many of the characters have like an immediate regret that they think about and that they have to like live with the aftermath of. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, you should read this book if you've been in love and then lost it. Yeah, man, these love stories, they don't they don't tend to end well. Um, no. <laughs> one of them but notably does, but I won't spoil which one, just yeah. because, I, well, we're not here to spoil. But yeah, no, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Um, you should read this book if you think management and business owners are terrible, terrible people. <laughs> yeah, it gets to the corpo speak. It's it's a group of people <laughs> that I think he just categorically distrusts. Like it's, yeah, that's that seems rooted in what Saunders is after. You should read this book. My last one. You should read this book if you want to spend some time thinking about death, but not morosely. Mm-hmm. There is a, a, quite a bit of discussion of death, but like... Especially in the the last story about, like, what does death even mean in some ways. Yeah, I, I like that. That's good. Yeah, he, it's a major concern, but I, I didn't feel... Yeah, there, it's not a person. It's not a teenager in the bedroom, like, just yes. kind of blanket hating things. It's sort of a person really trying to parse what is worth savoring and what is not. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a different kind of concern, for sure. So. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's do our pop culture touchstone, Amanda. This is our second segment in the recommendation where we, as it sounds like, compare this work to something from pop culture. It could be anything, music, movies, TV, books, other books, you know, um, even artwork or songs, whatever, that uh, will give you a sense of what reading this book is like. Why don't you go first? What do you got? Okay, mine is a little weird. Um, <clears throat> have you played the the game This War of Mine? I have not, but I know it. It's the two-dimensional like war in Sarajevo or something like that it's like a yes yeah okay anyway sorry take it away um yeah so it's um so I I compared it to that game 
it's actually one of my favorite games to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's beautifully done. It's beautifully rendered, just like uh, Saunders' writing. Uh, but it's absolutely heartbreaking. Like as you're moving through it, you're just like you're a little depressed and mm. it seems like it's just hopeless like the 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 story beats and everything both for the the game as well as uh the book it's just you're just like oh man like there's no getting out of this and then when you finally win in the end or or in Saunders case when the characters win in the end it's kind of like yay because the way that you win is like you have to sacrifice a lot and like you have to make these hard decisions it's not an all-out victory. It's like a victory tinged with sadness and um, regrets and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just like his stories. I love it. Yeah. And that book has more of an obvious, or book, sorry, video game, has more of an obvious bleakness than his yeah. works, but I don't, but yeah. his worlds are sometimes also literally ruined. Like, he touches on dystopia. He does, yep. the novella is about a dystopia. So, yep. you know, again, we're not here to spoil or whatever. But so I don't even think that's that far off. No, I like it. And I think tonally it kind of works. Interesting. And we, we just, we've done video game connections before, haven't we? I think, yes. Yeah, we definitely yeah. have. That's I've probably used this war of mine before. <laughs> I, yeah. At this point, I mean, this we're deep enough favorites. in to claim total ignorance of our own work. We, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. You could tell me I said anything 30 episodes ago. I Sure. <laughs> I'd believe you. That's how this thing goes. Uh, my pop culture touchstone for this is I got kind of a twofer. I'm going to cheat. The first thing I thought of was Idiocracy. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I love it. (laughs) And it's funny, too, because I don't even like that movie that much. My aunt and uncle really like it, so shout out to them if they're listening. I I like it okay, but I know people who love it. Apparently, that's you. I I don't think we've ever talked about it. The reason it connected or stood out is because I think Saunders turns up the absurdity and satire to a similar level, but it is more artful. And that could be pretentious Mm -hmm. of me to say, but I I just don't think there's a lot of art in idiocracy. That doesn't make it unfunny or even like, I think it has some insight too, if it's a little blunt force, but like, I think Saunders has a similar, like he's willing to go as ridiculous, but it's all just a little more sensitive and like a little more human, (laughs) Uh, which I really do think is necessary because, you know, I could see people thinking idiocracy is like awful trash art, but I, again, I, I think it's okay. I don't hate it or dislike it. But I, that was the first thing I thought of. Do you think that's a valid connection? I think so, for sure. I think that, yeah, the idiocracy is more, like, spoofy yeah, than, yeah. than um, Civil Warland. But, yeah, I think yeah. that the intentions um, are actually pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. And it's not an unfair comparison to, to yeah. make. The other movie I'll throw in quick, and I think this hits more of the tone of Saunders, is The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Have you seen that oh, one? such a great movie, yes. And I do think there's a wistful, I don't know, nostalgia regret factor that he can do really impeccably with, with characters and their regrets and their loss and mm-hmm. yearning and stuff. And I think that is the... If I was going to recommend it kind of on its tone... Also, kind of it's sci-fi, to be honest with you, because it's it's sci-fi-ish, but not really. (laughs) It's like sci-fi, but who cares about how it works? Like, it's just about storytelling and trying to convey things in a different um, approach. And so I think those two films cover different, like, aspects of the work. One for kind of the topics and ideas, and then one for kind of the tone. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right, cool. But I think, yeah, because I think those, those hit on... Yeah, what he's doing well, they compare well to his, his little project in fiction. Um, any other thoughts on the touchdowns? 
a strong bash from us. That's, those are good comparisons, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Take that, world, if you want to yeah, engage with other art. There you go. Let's do our scripted pitch, then. We each prepare something 200 words-ish, more or less, and we've prepared this in advance, so it's a piece of writing we got a chance to think about, edit. Just if you want a more uh, clear, concise, like thought-out recommendation, here it is. We'll, we'll keep uh, pushing you out there first today, Amanda. Why don't you take it away and give us your scripted pitch? Yeah. Um, I've never read George Saunders, but after reading this collection of works, I'm interested in reading more. His style of writing is spare in a lot of ways, but really rich in tone and imagery thanks to some unique similes and metaphors. He consistently creates sentences that are both ironically funny and heartbreaking at the same time. The same can be said of the stories in this collection. The main characters are downtrodden workers who are victims of an uncaring social and economic system, as well as their humanity. They are complex characters that readers can't help but feel for. The stories themselves are quick and set in imaginative alternate paths as Saunders explores America's loss of compassion and unity. They are tasty tidbits of Saunders' exploration of the inequality in the workforce and person-to-person relationships. Yeah, a strong ending, if for no other reason that you can just tell Saunders had an office job that really wrecked him. Like, (laughs) you can just tell that there are certain ways of working and organizational things with business and certain ways of, like, being an employee that, like, I think it just totally changed his life (laughs) and must have, Mm -hmm. like, wrecked him and changed the trajectory of what he would do and how he would approach, like, being alive (laughs) or something. Because he is so suspicious and skeptical and, like, if you're going to call it satire, I think that would be where I'd throw the tag. It's, like, it's satirizing, like, American consumerism, some American business practices and, like, the way of, just the way of existing when work is, like, the number one reason you live (laughs) or Mm -hmm. have to live, I guess, in his worlds. Yeah, it's well very well said uh, my scripted pitch for for civil war land i'm going to start with my own bias uh saunders i think is probably my favorite author who is living maybe my favorite of all time though you know that always shifts from year to year decade to decade like that obviously changes but i think he's just got the right mix of honesty uh viciousness comedy severity like he's very fun but extremely downtrodden there's just no other t- uh, author who can craft such a precise and accomplished tone in my view so yeah i mean you should read this book i think of course you should you should just read george saunders i think whatever wherever you want to start with that is fine obviously we've got our podcast here to promote so read this with us but like he's got a few other short story collections he's got a novel some nonfiction. just go read saunders so that's not the end of my pitch but it could be <laughs> i think his writing is just perfect for for my interests um if you're interested in this specific collection so if you're still listening i do think this is still an easy recommendation if you like short stories of course with the caveat even though i don't think this is his most accomplished work it's also his first so of course that's that's true. It's got some interesting cultural commentary without being too overbearing. The writing is incisive throughout and remains like very sharp. He's got his style going here. And as I think a lot of people desire when they go to him, Saunders is very apt to just break your heart quietly. He's not like too in your face. I think the novella is a little bit, but in so many other stories, it's a very subtle kind of letdown and characters get defeated in, you know, very small ways. 
And I do think, as Amanda said, you could label a good chunk of this as satire, sure, but to me, the comedy is less laugh out loud and more like you're smiling while sighing, <laughs> you know? it's it's He just loves lovable losers. He's interested in those who fail unintentionally, and even if they're well-intentioned, fail. Um, people who are kind of stuck in a mire but probably deserve better, they just don't get it. And so, yeah, I think this collection, I said this before, is a bit more mean and acidic than his other works are, but it's a very good starting point. And if those kinds of descriptions intrigue you at all, I don't. I really don't think he'll let you down. He's a really great writer. Yeah, I think the the quiet, quietly heartbreaking. I think that's such a great description. It's uh, he's they're just so sad. A lot of these stories, and you know, a couple of them end fairly happily. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, the it's the the way that he conveys that it, the the heartbreak is just so well done. It's mm. he he. He's such a great writer. I, I can see why he's one of your favorites, for yeah. sure. And I do... The only other thing I just realized, having l- read it back, that I left out of the review, he's... It's weird. And I like his weirdness. Yeah. It's weird without being in your face, like, look at how weird... Like, even though I like this show and it's so fraught to bring up now, um, just, you know, shout-outs to the legal team taking down the Rick and Morty creator. And I I like Rick and Morty. It's just hard to admit because it's such a cringeworthy um, fan base. But, like, Rick and Morty's in your face. Like, if you enjoy mm-hmm. it, it's because you like sci-fi and you like when people make fun of it because you know it well. It's kind of... It's very in. It's very meta. And I, you know, I like it. And I'll, I'll say I like it and I think it's funny and I enjoy the, the humor. But this is, like, the antithetical but equal equally weird thing it's like it's Mm -hmm. not for people who are in it's for everybody and it's very humane and kind but it's equally like strange (laughs) and it makes strange decisions and the worlds that he creates are unusual and uncomfortable and like kind of sour and stuff i don't know yeah there's there's a comparison there though again rick and morty's kind of a different cultural beast this is a different thing but I, i guess yeah the thing i'm trying to make with that comparison is there's a strangeness and a willingness to like do weird unexpected twisty things but um saunders does it i would say more delicately for sure i definitely love like that's one of the things about his writing that i'm I'm enjoying is like the the similes and metaphors that he creates are they've got a tinge of that weird and that's what makes it so exciting to read yeah yeah for sure an original voice let's let's do our final segment then we've danced around it a lot this is the quote for clarification so we end every book recommendation by actually just reading a small snippet of the work you can also I realized this the other day when I was thinking it through our book recs we're, we're keeping this segment I, I think the quote is essential but uh, you can find snippets online too like previews book previews anyway just as mm-hmm. a heads up for those listeners you can do that through libraries or different websites and stuff but no we'll, we'll pull our quotes because we have thoughts about them I'll go first actually I know I have four you out on the rest, so I'll force myself to go first. This is from a short story called The 400-Pound CEO, and I am just going to read the first paragraph, so very basic intro, not going to spoil anything deep. At noon, another load of raccoons comes in, and Claude takes them out back of the office and executes them with a tire iron. Then he checks for vitals wearing protective gloves. Then he drags the cage across 209 and initiates burial by dumping the raccoons into the pit that's our little corporate secret. After burial comes prayer, a personal touch that never fails to irritate Tom, our ruthless CEO. Before founding Humane Raccoon Alternatives, Tim purposely backed his car over a frat boy and got 10 to 12 for manslaughter. In jail, he earned his MBA by designing and marketing a line of light up Halloween lapel brooches. Now he gives us the brooches as performance incentives. <laughs> it just kills me. And sporadically trashes a bookshelf or two to remind us of his awesome temper and how ill-advised we would be to cross him in any way whatsoever. Okay. 
it, it does everything we just talked about. It, it immediately opens weird. Another load of raccoons. That's like the first thing in the story. Like, what is going on? And then, of course, it's vicious and brutal. Like, why are they murdering raccoons? Then there's the irony. This is the humane raccoon alternatives business. So, you know, some business satire. The boss is ruthless and insane. Any time a boss gives a well-intentioned, but stu- well, not even well-intentioned, but like a really pathetic gift. Um, you and I have worked at a similar place that really, I, I just always found whenever they did corporate w- rewards, just so pathetic. It's like, yeah. this place is already so sad. Just pay us a little more or just don't do anything. Like I just, exactly. it just kills me, man. I, it's just not going to do anything for me. I know how sad this place is. A pizza party isn't going to change things. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I know I'm more cynical than most about those things, but just that, yeah, this uh, whole thing of like, he's got these old Halloween lapels that he just gives out all year. It's just kills me. That's hilarious and just really <laughs> pathetic. Anyway, so if that paragraph intrigues you, if that makes you laugh or cringe because raccoon mass genocide, then it does. It's doing it all right. I think. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. What a great. Yeah. Great opening. Like, and and also what I found with Saunders is like his opening lines are just so. Uh, it's 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 exactly what you want from a story it hooks you in and you're just like what the fuck am i reading like it's so Mm -hmm. great he just is the master of the introduction yeah yeah and for short stories too obviously these are those so if you don't like him you know i don't know if he's gonna win you over but i'd at least throw out that you should let him try to win you over if you don't like him (laughs) because he really is compact and creates a ton of intrigue in a short amount of uh, page count Uh, how about for your quote amanda uh, mine comes from the short story Offloading from Mrs. Schwartz, um, and that's on page 66. What crappy verisimilitude. No wonder I'm in the red. No wonder my rent's overdue. He asks, isn't bowling a lovely recreation? I tell him I'm in mourning. He says the hours spent in a bowling alley with friends certainly make for some fantastic memories years down the line. I tell him my life's in the crapper. He grins and says, let's bowl, let's go in and bowl, let's go in and bowl a few frames with the pros. I take him by the throat. Of course he dysfunctions. Of course I'm automatically unbooted. I doff my headset and dismount the treadmill. Once again, it's just me and my failing shop. Once again, the air reeks of microwave popcorn. Once again, I am only who I am. So um, I chose this because repetition is definitely something that I noticed is... um, a stylistic tool that he uses, at least in these, in, in this collection. I don't know about like in the rest of his writing, obviously. Um, but here repetition is definitely something that I see. And it's actually often repetition for him. Um, in these stories is often related to, um, obedience as well. Oh yeah. And just like going along with Hmm. whatever. Um, but here I just wanted to point out the stylistic tool that he's using. And also there's a little bit of that world building where there's like, you know, there's a robot that he's grabbing and like breaking and <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And I think all the other elements are still there. Some weirdness, right? Because it's kind of sci-fi. But then there's just so so many small, like, relatable details. He's got his pathetic snack. He's alone, like, in his little apartment. You know, it's like, uh, the popcorn smell. It's, yeah, it's all these little touches of loneliness that are, mm-hmm. yeah, well-observed, kind of subtle. And, yeah, of course, what could be more of a Saunders ending to, I don't know if that was the end of the story officially, but it, it would be a fitting one because it's like, he's just trapped with himself. His, his existence is sad, this yep. character, and it's just like... And I, he can only be himself. There's no way to escape this. Um, a very Saunders kind of a retro, not retrospective, reflection, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Any final thoughts on Saunders? Anything? I know I threw in my own little mini kind of side tangent there about him, um, but you were new to him. So any final just summary thoughts you want to give about him, about his book? I've really liked him and, and I definitely want to read more by him. So yeah. I, I found it, I've, I, I just like his writing style and I appreciate how punchy and unique he is. I, I found his only novel, Lincoln in the Bardo, uh, to be really transcendent, like one of my favorite books of the last 20 years. And maybe it's just mm. because, you know, as people who like Saunders follow him for years and like, they've all, people have always wondered if he would ever even do a novel. Because I think he'd published before that like four short story collections. I think it's just the mode he really likes to create in. But I found his novel like really extraordinary. It's... um. I, I really don't know if I've read a better book with a character voice because the book is primarily characters speaking and their ghosts, which that, you know, again, it's got that weirdness. <laughs> it's it's literally about I mean, this is in the title. It's when Abe, it, the story is basically when Abe Lincoln goes to bury his son. This is like a real thing. His son died of like fever or something. Yeah. And so the story is like when he goes to bury his son at the graveyard, all of the ghosts there like come alive and basically it's about that. It's about like the ghosts there and what they think and them talking and thinking about their lives. Um, and their voices are just so distinct. Mm-hmm. I've never reread it, but yeah, it really, that novel stuck with me. It Saunders has not let me down. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he also has a new collection out last year and I haven't read that. So um, I'm now behind. I haven't read everything. So got to go read his latest oh. short story collection. So anyhow, do it uh, and yeah of course yeah you and me both sister we gotta we gotta get to it. read more saunders um and no other final thoughts it's excellent yeah that's my final one okay if we've persuaded you uh, to read this with us for next two weeks then we're flattered and if not then we apologize we'll we'll do better in a recommendation next time it's always the goal uh so check us out in two weeks for a new recommendation or check out the feed these podcasts may have already been posted by the time you hear this because they they just go up and sit there so check out our book clubs on this book uh if we again we didn't persuade you we've got other books coming up in order amanda do you want to talk about those briefly yeah, next up we've got To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf, which is a novel. Then we have King Leopold's Ghost by Adam Hochschild. And then we have The Psychology of Zelda, which is um, edited by Anthony M. Bean, PhD. Right on. Official. Let's get some real <laughs> psych talk. And that book is going to coincide with the, the game. Like, it really is. Nice. That game's coming out in yes. there. Yeah. I so can't, great. can't believe we pulled that off. That's um, the mar- our marketing department or something gets credit for that. I don't know who gets credit. So, yeah, a lot of nonfiction coming up. Well, after To the Lighthouse. So, after that, got some nonfiction coming up. Because King Leopold's Ghost is about the uh, Belgian slave trade in uh, Congo? Well, I shouldn't speak without remembering. So, anyway, some intense nonfiction coming up, too. All right. As always, thanks for listening through to the end. Find us on Instagram and Facebook or Facetagram, however, whatever I said earlier. Any amalgams, <laughs> any social media amalgams, we are at the Lightly Literary Podcast, which is all one word, so check us out. Ratings, reviews, they help us a ton, so tell your friends and rate us online. All the good stuff, we appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you between the pages.